Good morning and welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. For our friends visiting us via drive-in, could I get a couple car honks just so we know you can hear us okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. And to those joining us via Facebook Live or calling in on the phone, welcome to you. We are thankful for you joining us, even virtually, as it were, uh, for this time of worship and praise. Uh, this Sunday, we are going to be celebrating uh, Holy Communion. So if you uh, did not remember to bring your own Jesus, uh, there are some available. Um, but we will be doing that towards the end of our service. Um, and I feel like there's probably an announcement I'm forgetting. Do you have anything? <laughs> um, this was not phoned in to you, but uh, on behalf of the Outreach Committee, we just want to thank you for all your support. We were able to uh, adopt three fam or one family and we also provided Christmas meals to three families. And there was sufficient money that the worship committee has been out shopping. And once Lincoln Schools gets back open, we're going to be taking over probably the week of the 18th, some more food and some more supplies to help the teachers. So thank you very much for all of your participation we couldn't have done it without you thank you yes absolutely thank you everyone that that support goes a lot further than we realize sometimes um even if it's not even if it wasn't the middle of a pandemic but that definitely compounds it um all right i don't think i have anything else so if you would like to start us off with our call to worship Good morning again. I didn't introduce myself. My name is Fonda Heike, and I'll be the liturgist today. And if you go now to your bulletin, let's go to the call of worship. The God of our ancestors calls us to worship. Praise, Praise the, the Lord. Lord. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Let us worship God. Our opening hymn is printed. For those of us that attend Stony Creek, we'll recognize the words, but maybe, Tammy, if you could play it through one time since there's no music to actually follow. And it was one that our praise band used to worship, uh, uh, welcome us on Sunday mornings.
we have everybody awake out there? Shall we assume an attitude of prayer as we read together the opening prayer? God of, of mystery, mystery and might, might whose, whose wonderful, wonderful works are, are to be, be remembered, move in our lives, change our minds, soften our hearts, direct our feet, that we may follow you more faithfully. Yes, Lord, we seek to follow Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Our next song is the Spirit Song, number 347, and it's in your bulletin. If you would join aloud with me our prayer of illumination. Holy Spirit, who spoke to Moses from the burning bush, speak to us now in the reading and proclaiming of your word. Amen. Our first scripture this morning is from the chapter 6 of Ephesians. The words I read will sound a little different than what you see here. Uh, 
I'm reading from the International. This was while Paul was in uh, speaking to the Ephesians. He was imprisoned for about two years there. And Paul writes to the church and says that we need to put on the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I shall fearlessly know and make known the mystery of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. The Apostle Paul encourages us, do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. In loving service to this loving Lord, we now return to God a portion of the bounty God has provided. We will now collect the offering.
you'd please join us in the doxology. Holy God of holy ground, like Moses, we question our fitness to serve heaven's purposes on earth. Overcome our qualms with the assurance of your presence. Bless these offerings that through them we may do your will in the name of the triune one. Amen. If you'd please join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you this morning offering our prayers of thanksgiving for the many blessings you bestow upon us in this life. Despite a global pandemic where we are needing to stay separated from one another, we are thankful for our family and friends and other loved ones who are such an important part of our lives, people who show us love and that we are worthy of love. God, we also come before you with heavy hearts. There are many things that weigh upon us. We offer prayers for all of those who are suffering today, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally, whether fighting illness or injury, dealing with COVID or cancer, mourning the loss of a loved one, or battling the darkness of depression. Lord, whatever it might be, we ask for your healing touch. We ask for your intervention on their behalf, and we pray that you would continue to guide the hands and efforts of the many people who work in our medical and healing fields who are trying to do everything they can to help stop suffering. We lift up our doctors, our nurses, our surgeons, our lab technicians, our research scientists, our psychologists, our social workers, and so many more who are working so hard to help us heal in the many ways that we may need to heal. This morning, we also give you thanks and lift up those who work so hard to keep us safe in this world. We give you thanks for the efforts and the sacrifices of all of our servicemen and women serving in the military, our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many more. God, we ask that you would touch their hearts and minds, guide them in their words and actions. 
Keep them safe and strong. For those who are serving far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon, that we might begin to see an end to conflict in this world. God, we pray for our nation. We pray for the unrest, the anger, the hatred, the confusion, the conspiracy. God, we are imperfect and we know that. But it is still shocking at times when we are witness to some of the worst of humanity and the things that we can say and do. And our nation is no different than any other nation. Every space in this earth is struggling right now. God, we pray for your peace. We have proven that we are not capable on our own of peace. Help us again. Teach us your ways of peace through the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to see one another as beloved children of God, as equal and worthy of being and love and mercy and grace the way that you see us. Help us to love one another. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ overcame evil with good so that all people might be saved from sin. Let us then confess our need for grace, confident of God's forgiveness. If you'd please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. God of mercy, we confess that like the disciples, we set our minds not on divine things, but on human things. Doubting your loving care, we grab for more than we need. Doubting your loving purpose, we shrink from living as your followers. Doubting your loving plan, we become stumbling blocks in your creation. Forgive us that we may gain new life in you, for it is in Jesus' forgiving name we pray. Amen. Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, Jesus took up his cross for our salvation. In return for our old life of sin, he promises a new life of grace. Knowing that you are forgiven, now be at peace. Amen.
At this time, I invite you to recite with me the affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed, and this will be the ecumenial version. I always twist around that one. Shall we read together? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. going to continue our service this morning by hearing uh, from the book of Romans. Again, this is a letter that Paul has written, and he wrote this to the church in Rome. And it says, love in action. Love must be sincere. Hate What is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keeping your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affection, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position, do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. Do not take revenge, my dear friends but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Our next song this morning is Morning Has Broken, number 145. Our third scripture reading this morning comes from First First Thessalonians, it's a mouthful, chapter 5, verses 12 through 22. But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seeks to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of love, mercy, forgiveness, and grace, we are thankful for you. We are thankful for your Son, Jesus, our Savior. We are thankful for the Holy Spirit. We are thankful for your capacity to love us, which is far beyond our capacity to love you or one another. 
We are thankful that you hear our prayers. And we acknowledge that even though we may not like the answers we receive sometimes or are not happy with the time frame in which we receive them, we still acknowledge that you do hear our prayers and your work, and you work according to your plan and your time. Help us to remember that you also call us to action, to love you and our neighbors, to help those in need, to seek justice, and that prayer without action is not what we as Christians are called to. Now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again, everyone. Um, as I said earlier, I'm happy to see and be with you all today, whether through our drive-in service or if you are joining us online or listening to our service via our call-in number. I am thankful and give prayers of thanks for each and every single one of you every day. And as you have heard me say many times before, even if we do not always agree with each other on every single thing, we are still a family, God's family, God's beloved children, and nothing will ever change that. Now, I didn't exactly have a set plan for how this message was going to play out originally when I crafted this series, other than obviously talking about prayer, given the title of this week's message from our New Year's Resolution sermon series is Pray Without Ceasing. But after the events that have transpired over the last few days, I recognize that as a pastor, a spiritual leader, I, I cannot ignore what has happened and that I am called to speak to it. As a pastor, I am called to speak truth to power. And sometimes that truth is not always popular or wanted. Sometimes that truth can make us uncomfortable. But as I have tried to do since the very first moments that I joined you, I promise to continue to and always speak that truth with love and patience and to never make assumptions about any of you or your life experiences. I promise that anything I will say to you today will not carry any political agenda, but only the teachings of Jesus Christ and how he spoke about how we should treat one another. Last week we talked about loving God and loving neighbor and how hard that can be sometimes to love our neighbors. We have free will, so we can and do what we want to. That means we can hurt each other. That means we can cause pain and suffering, even when we don't mean to. So I am asking you all to not read anything into what I may say today. I carry no hidden agenda. Please do not assume that I am saying something by not saying certain things either. I only ask that if you have questions or concerns about anything that I may say today, as I would any other Sunday, that you would come and speak to me so that we can talk and clear up any misunderstandings or issues. 
Some of you have already read the message that I posted to social media in regard to the events we recently witnessed in our nation's capital. For those who have not, I would like to read them to you now. As a pastor, I know that many in my congregation and others will look to me for my response or reaction to the events of today. I know that my congregations and my friends cover the full gamut of political and religious positions. I have many feelings in my heart and mind right now, but the loudest and strongest is sadness. My heart breaks as I continue to see the divide and discord in our world. I have no fantastical, naive dreams that we will all come together holding hands and living in perfect harmony while on this earth. But I've always held the belief that even if I disagree with someone, I can still love them and they can still love me. I am praying right now. I'm praying for everyone. But prayer alone is not enough. Jesus said the two greatest commandments are to love God and love our neighbors. If we cannot find ways to love one another, then all will be lost. We can show that love in many ways, and part of loving our neighbors is forgiveness, too. A part of loving our neighbors is helping the poor, feeding the hungry, caring for the orphan and immigrant. And sometimes loving our neighbors is being an example of how Jesus lived, including calling out injustice and oppression. I do not know what the future holds, but without love, there will not be one. So you have heard my words. You have heard the scriptures for this morning. And obviously, prayer is our focus. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 reads, Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. And Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering, suffering, persevere in prayer. And of course, in our last reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 tells us to pray without ceasing. Now, our reading from Ephesians comes from the section of text titled, The Whole Arm, Armor of God. This passage talks about how trusting in God by surrounding ourselves with God's truth and righteousness and more, that we will be able to stand up to evil in the world. But it also talks about how the armor helps us to be ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. Now, it's assumed that the book of Ephesians is written by the Apostle Paul while in prison, as Fonda mentioned earlier. But there are others, scholars, who argue that it was crafted most likely by one of his disciples. Regardless of who the author was, they also offer the encouragement to pray, and not just pray, but to pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. The author also asks the readers would pray for him or herself so that they can proclaim the gospel boldly. Then in our reading from Romans, again, a letter attributed to the Apostle Paul, we have the title of this section as Marks of the True Christian. Now, normally I tend to cringe when I hear anything in the realm of 
true Christian or real Christian because it tends to always create divides and hierarchies of who is the best Christian. And since we're all imperfect and sinful, in my mind, none of us is better than the other in the eyes of God. But in this letter to the church in Rome, I feel as though the author is offering direction for the readers as to how to be the best Christians they can be. The author talks about love, genuine love. And as I mentioned, persevere in prayer. There's that P word again. Here again, we find a reminder about the importance of prayer. But in the second section of this passage, we also find instruction about the action that can follow prayer. We are told to bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Sounds a lot like when Jesus told us to love our enemies. And even Paul, again assuming that he is the author of this letter, we have no definite answer on that. But even Paul here recognizes the difficulty of asking us to do such things. <coughs> In verse 18 it says, If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And the author also ends this section with a very crucial reminder that we should not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And then in our last scripture passage from 1 Thessalonians, also attributed to the Apostle Paul, he's a very prolific writer, again, though, sometimes debated, we find remarkably similar language that we do in Romans. Be at peace among yourselves. Help the weak. Always seek to do good to one another and to all. And of course, the instruction to pray without ceasing. But was the Apostle Paul really trying to tell us that we should spend all day with our hands folded and praying and then in turn neglecting all other aspects of life? I really don't think that was the intention here. Especially because surrounded by every instruction to pray, in all three of these letters, we also find instruction about how to treat each other, how to care for each other, how to live with each other. Now, I will say that I do believe that you can pray throughout your day as you continue to go about what you do. I don't believe that prayer only can be done in silence or off on your own or only in a sanctuary. Sometimes you need that silence or seclusion, but I think you can potentially pray at any time, whether aloud or in your heart and mind, despite what is going on around you. But there is more to this idea of praying without ceasing, in my, in my opinion. If Paul were only concerned about our prayer life, why would he surround the instruction about prayer with instruction about actions that we as Christians should be active in? I think there was some intentionality in his words. I believe that prayer also requires action. 
God is not a magic genie whose lamp you can rub when you need something. God is not a vending machine that will give you anything you ask for and write when you ask for it. We are also called to action. And that is not just my understanding or interpretation. It is one that is shared by many others. I'd like to give you a few examples. Noted theologian and author Henry Nouwen is quoted in his book, Compassion, a Reflection on the Christian Life, when he writes, Prayer and action can never be seen as contradictory or mutually exclusive. Prayer without action grows into powerless pietism, and action without prayer degenerates into questionable manipulation. Author Sean Patrick Flannery once wrote, Do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you are not willing to move your feet. And Pope Francis once said, You pray for the hungry, then you feed them. That's how prayer works. So how does all this talk about prayer and action connect with the events in our nation's capital recently? Well, I've gone over this in my heart and in my head over, ever since those events occurred. I have prayed for guidance, for clarity, that the Holy Spirit would help and guide me. And then I sat down and I wrote this message, and that was part of my action. I think the first thing we need to do if we really want to follow the life and teachings of Jesus is to pray. We need to pray for everyone. We need to pray for the people we disagree with. We need to pray for the people who got hurt or in a few unfortunate cases died. We need to pray for the people who were traumatized by what happened. We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for our democracy. And then we need to act. And the first act that we need to engage in is love. We need to love everyone. And I know that's hard. We have been witnessing some horrific and painful things. I don't know if the anger and hatred can get any worse. Although I don't want to find out. But we need to love everyone. And then, action number two is that we need to forgive. Now, I'm not saying by any means that without knowing what that means for a lot of people. How do you tell someone who has been hurt to forgive the person who hurt them? How do you tell someone who has been oppressed by someone to forgive them? How do you tell the person who has been taken advantage of and abused in whatever way to forgive the person or persons who did that to them? And honestly, I don't have a perfect answer to those questions. It's easy to stand here and say that Jesus told us to forgive each other and to love our enemies. But it's much harder to live into that. 
And I want to be clear that forgiving someone does not wipe out what they have done. It does not remove the need for people to be held accountable. It does not remove the need for justice to prevail. When when Paul talks about the need to live peaceably with all, that doesn't mean that we just pretend that nothing happened. But Paul also tells us in his letters, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Seeking justice, true justice, is not repaying evil for evil. You can forgive and still seek justice. You can want things to become better, for people to be better to each other and to themselves, and still forgive. Right now, I feel like prayer is the best place that I can begin as I try to process everything going on in our world. It is frustrating sometimes when people think or expect you to have all the answers and you don't. I wish I had the answers. I wish I had the perfect solution to all of the trauma, the suffering, the outrage, the anger, and everything else. But just like all of you, I am human. As much as I wish I did, I do not have a special hotline straight to God's help desk where I can ask for those perfect solutions. But I can pray. I can ask for guidance and help. And then I can act. As hard as it is going to be, I am going to continue to the very best of my ability to follow my resolution from last week to love my neighbors. All of them. And I can do my absolute best to forgive anyone who I believe has wronged me or sinned against me. I do not expect to be perfect in these efforts. I know that I'm going to struggle struggle and probably fail at least a few times. But I'm not going to give up. I am not going to just ask God to magically fix everything and then sit back and wait. I am going to act. I am going to love and I am going to forgive. And I'm going to do whatever I can to help others to do the same. Anyone right now who is struggling but wants to to love and forgive, call me, email me. And if not me, someone else that you know and trust, reach out, but do not fight this battle on your own. If we have any real, genuine hope for the future, for peace, for getting closer to the kingdom of God, we must try. And as much as I experienced a wave of emotions as I watched those events transpire, I refuse to be beaten by my own failings and limitations. I will rely fully on God and continue to work to be better every single day. Because as a fellow child of God, I believe that I owe that to all of you and everyone else. I owe you love and forgiveness. Amen.
you would please turn to your bulletin uh, with our section on Holy Communion as we prepare to celebrate the great Thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth, from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord, Lord God, God of power and might, heaven, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent a star to guide wise men to where the Christ was born. And in your signs and witnesses, in every age and throughout all the world, you have led your people from far places to his light. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has, has died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. risen. Christ, Christ will, will come, come again. again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion, and what that means is that the communion table doesn't belong to me or even to this church. The table belongs to Jesus, and Jesus has welcomed everyone. You don't need to be a member of this church or a Methodist or a member of any other denomination. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, your sexual orientation or identity, your mental or physical ability. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, young or old, baptized or unbaptized. All you need in order to participate in this is to come with an open heart. Now this morning we are again celebrating our our communion much differently than we're used to. But that doesn't change its importance or what it does for us. I invite you now to prepare your elements, your juice and your bread. You can choose to do intinction, which is a big word that means you can take your bread and dip it in your juice and then uh, receive the elements that way, or you can take your bread and then drink your juice. Um, Either way is correct, neither way is better. Um, But brothers and sisters, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ given for you, I invite you to now receive the elements. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If you would join me in our closing hymn number 89, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.
Beloved children of God, hold fast to what is good. Repay no evil for evil. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. May Almighty God, who creates all good, redeems from all evil, and hears all prayer, be with you and all people in suffering and in hope. Go in peace. Amen. Have a blessed week.